because all was well. This is MuggleCast episode 269 for August 27th, 2013. The final episode of MuggleCast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible is the leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash MuggleCast. MuggleCast, MuggleCast, Muggly Casty MuggleCast. Tell us something, please. Whether it be a theory or the latest news. New ride in the Harry Potter park. Or fanfic or Joe's latest muse. Our heads can do with filling with some interesting stuff. Before you, we turned to muggles. They didn't understand us and went in a huff. So this is just to let you know. That we thank you for being around. Welcome yeah. to MuggleCast episode 269, the final episode, unless like- something big happens in the Harry Potter fandom. This has yes. been a long time coming. Let's first introduce everybody who's here. We have Eric, Micah, Ben, Kevin, and Mikey B. Hello, boys. It's a boys episode. All boys here. Hello. <laughs> um, okay. But we also uh, have messages from two ladies, Laura Thompson and Jamie Lawrence, coming up later in the show. (laughs) So you get to look forward to those. Um, Well, first, though, I I think we should credit Anna for that that poem. Yes. Yes. We just plagiarized it. Thank you to Anna. Yeah. From Karachi, Pakistan. That's how you pronounce it correctly. So we guys, we made it to Pakistan, guys. We finally made it. That's it's why we're doing this show. Yeah, because we made it that far. Well, it's pretty crazy to think we have finally reached our final episode. We our first episode was in August two thousand five. So yeah, eight years later, we're here with two hundred sixty nine episodes in the can, and. uh I'm just, I'm just glad we all made it, you know, that there weren't any like major drug overdoses or, you know, just like b- the bad things that happens that happens to groups, you know. Well, like, yeah. Where, where, where are they now? You know, yeah. The documentary is like, well, Ben Shane, you know. In 10 years from now, I want MuggleNet's Keith Hawk to do a special MuggleCast episode called Where Are They Now? And it catches up on all 10 MuggleCast go out. I think he'd probably be willing to do that if we asked He's that. just really excited that you just mentioned him on the final episode. <laughs> I saw him if the other I, day. If I still have hair, then I'll be down. Or if I, if I can afford <laughs> hair plugs. Not that I'm losing my hair. It's just thinning slightly. <laughs> You're just really something you want to tell us, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Um, parent, paranoid. So the first episode back in 2005 was Kevin, Ben, and I. And I remember at the time, I think we've told this story before, There was you know, people were interested in doing the idea of a Harry Potter podcast on MuggleNet, but it didn't really take off until we were a few episodes in and people really liked it and i was actually thinking earlier today why did people like it so much and and i've always been asked that question a lot over the years and the answer for a lot of people is that we've been people's harry potter friends so to speak 
they listen to us, they hear a friendly discussion about the latest Harry Potter news and theories and whatnot, and they they enjoy to have a couple. They have a few laughs for ninety minutes a week. It, you know, it was it was a it's been a great show. Yeah, that, and I think that there's a certain amount of. Um... You know, like if you're really into something like Harry Potter and you want to have a a, a nuanced discussion on such a matter, um, or hear or listen to a nuanced discussion, I think that we really filled that void because you know, have you ever tried to talk to somebody who's who hasn't read the books or something and, and been all enthusiastic, and then they giving you that like, "Hey, you're a weirdo," look, <laughs> you know, like so it's kind of like that. So we we help make people feel normal that's never happened to me ben never ever <laughs> you, you never ever, had that ever. happen no i'm lying completely that happens all the time you know? yeah you're like <laughs> hey I, I i flew to florida for a harry potter conference i met my wife at a harry potter conference so there you go that's true it's the biggest one of them all <laughs> But I, I think also we hit it or you guys, you know, started the podcast at the right time. Book six had just come out. We didn't know how long there would be till book seven. As it turns out, there was, you know, two years. But uh, in that two years were the first hundred episodes of MuggleCast. And now look at us. We're at, you know, 269. But I, I think, you know, all of that was, was speculation and uh, the excitement that was just coming coming from being in that particular time and place for the Harry Potter series when we didn't know how it would end. And Harry Potter was really a perfect podcast discussion. I mean, I, I've done podcasts about Twilight and the Hunger Games since then, but uh, Harry Potter, there's so much to talk about in depth in the books. And of course, that's all thanks to J.K. Rowling for um, for creating such detailed stories. I mean, thanks to her and only her, we were able to actually create 269 episodes of talking about Harry Potter, which to any outside fan, this is the second most thing, uh, second thing I always hear about. Second thing I most hear about MuggleCast is what do you guys talk about? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what everyone's saying to me. What you, you you're still recording? Yeah, from outsiders, right? It's just yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny, and but if they read the books, they <laughs> they would probably they, they, have a clue. they just don't get it. Yeah, they just, yeah, they just don't they just don't get it. I'm I with think, my people, <laughs> Micah. I think you guys fill the void too. Like right at the beginning, there. I mean, people had just read Half Blood Prince and they were wondering what's next, and that the podcast was really a perfect forum for that. Yeah, because not only do you get the analysis that you would find on forums, but you also you can hear the passion coming out of our voices as we were discussing it. And it's also just more fun than, than reading a forum or reading comments. It's much more interactive. Yeah, I have to say that, you know, going into, uh, you know, that first episode, um, you know, in my mind, I don't know about Andrew or Kevin, but I didn't have any idea whether this was going to be a like a one month project or if it was going to flop. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't I didn't expect us to, you know, all of a sudden be getting these like the download amounts that we were getting. You know, like we didn't we started this because like we wanted to talk about Harry Potter and we had the platform through MuggleNet. And I mean, to me, it's, it, it, you know, if he would have told me back then that eight years from now we'd be doing the final episode. I'd be like, wow, like eight years. That's a long time for for, you know, for something like this, I think. Kevin, were you nervous about doing the first episode, or what? Did you have any reservations? It, well, I think uh, 
I think to Ben's point, I, I sort of felt the same way where I wasn't sure where it was going to go. Um, I was definitely nervous. I, I remember distinctly being um, very, very apprehensive about recording my voice. <laughs> mm. like, like actually the actual act of purposely recording yourself is a bit uh, is a bit nerve wracking, I guess. Yeah. And especially because we didn't we didn't we just didn't know what to expect how people would react to the show. So it was it got a lot easier with each passing episode. Yeah, and for me, it's not so much recording my own voice as it is listening to my own voice. Yes. And I, I don't think that I listened to the show, you know, past like the, the like, you know, 15th episode or so, because I just, I, I do I really sound like that? You know, I, uh, I think it's normal you, you for mean, most people to like hate the sound of their own voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true. You've been around like <laughs> most people. Are just, this yep, is where yep, you answer yep, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fair to say, though. I think it is fair to say one of the things that that doing a, a show like this helped us develop is is our voice, like how to speak. Too, it's not just that we can speak, but to speak uh, succinctly and uh, effectively. You know, oh, definitely something, something says, I still work. Says on. the Spieler man. Yes, it's true, <laughs> but but. You know, just it gave a lot of confidence, I think, to a lot of us, I think I can say, too, because, you know, we were able to communicate our ideas effectively and, you know, get such good feedback from people, uh, you know, so early on. Yeah. MuggleCast definitely helped me develop speaking skills, not just on podcasts, but also in general with other people. I mean, sometimes I catch myself. I feel like I'm hosting a podcast sometimes when I'm in bars or something and (laughs) the other person I'm talking to is really boring. So I have to carry the conversation. I, I almost I almost can't help but want to throw it over to Micah for the news because I'm like just in that zone. <laughs> Are you saying this is, is how that, is that a hint? <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'm saying I feel like <laughs> a hint. That no, was Micah a perfect transition, news. Andrew. I'm, oh, you oh with the news, yes. <laughs> hey, you have been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yes, uh, I didn't even know he was throwing that transition over to Micah. No, I'm just it's so it. good now. It was so it's seamless, good. yeah. Micah, do you want to uh, do the news? Normally you don't, but I feel like for old times' sake you should. <laughs> Yeah, you know, this is you're putting me on the spot, though, because there's zero preparation in this right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's start off with some news. Uh, new Harry Potter covers. What? Are going to be released tomorrow. August, August 26th. 26th. <laughs> and we're ending the day before the covers. <laughs> like, come well, on. Well, no, this episode, well, you, I think, we, is coming out ha- tomorrow. So, But see, we can now have a whole conversation about what the covers mean. So yeah. is this the last episode, or are we going to have a cover episode? Well, We've actually already been released. Yeah, yeah. How, the... about, we, how about we speculate about what's what's going to be on them? <laughs> Wait, what? the covers are already out. We've been talking about them for ten. Episodes. I know, but they, we don't have oh, them in our hands. I think <laughs> yeah, that's it's... what I meant. Mikey's right. Yeah, guys, I think it's I think it's really um, important or special that we happen to end at least you know recording the night before these new books come out. Yeah, I wanted to say this a little later on, but, you know, since we're in the realm of reminiscing and, and that sort of thing, you know, the seven Harry Potter books that I'm sure we all have copies of and copies and copies of by this point, uh, you know, are being replaced, at least by Scholastic, with these new, you know, covers that are for the next generation of fans. And so I can't help but, you know, ask the question, well, what will come out? You know, these were our books, the ones that we know from Mary Grand Prix. Now, what kind of crazy things will fans come up with, including podcasts, 
for the next set of books. This is going on to the next <laughs> well, generation. It's, it's not a different book. It's just a new cover. Well, no, no, I no. Think, you I know think it's it is. Uh, Harry Potter <laughs> special edition. George Lucas went back and added <laughs> a bunch of specials. <laughs> you know what it's I mean, a, though. Growing up, there was no I... other book to choose from. And, yeah, uh, but I but I think that the difference, uh, Eric, would be in in this case. I mean, with MuggleCast, you know, we started it off when Harry Potter was, you know, at its peak in terms of because of the speculation that was happening. I mean, th- th- I don't think they're. I mean, I think most people, you know, are you know most kids today already know that Harry won. Like, if someone sees them reading Harry Potter or whatever, I mean. That'd be, I'd be interested to know if, if like everybody knows that Harry won. Eric's point, Dumbledore. Eric's point is also that it, the new covers, and this is the whole purpose of Scholastic re-releasing these. It's to introduce the Harry Potter books to a new generation of readers because these books are suddenly going to be standing out because they're brand new versions of the book. They're going to be right at the front of the store. Uh, and just reaching out to new p- new generations of readers, maybe who are now 13 or 14. Of course, when the first book was published, they were just being born. They were a year <laughs> old or maybe not even born yet. Wow. So, um, yeah, the, the, these will appeal to a new generation of people. Will people make new podcasts and stuff? They better not. Stay off my lawn, kids. <laughs> Stay away. Is this, is this a challenge? Is this a hidden listener challenge here? Do, are you, Andrew? Are you saying we'd come back and do more episodes? No. If they had a, well, a new rival. Just, why don't we just re-release all the episodes with a different, there you uh, go. Oh. A different album art? I like that idea. I like that idea. <laughs> actually, Zach. actually, Mikey is the only married one here. I understand he's going to start the next ge- generation of MuggleCast podcasters. Not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I will avoid that as long as I can. <laughs> okay. Sorry to hear that, Mikey. Well, you know, children can be a rewarding experience. <laughs> um, well, actually... You, are you speaking from experience, Eric? No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My seven children across the world that... We're going to continue with today's final episode of MuggleCast in just a moment. We're having a lot of fun today, and there's still a lot more fun to be had. But first, it is time to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com, our longtime sponsor. Audible is the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of MuggleCast, Audible is offering you a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their great service, I think everybody knows what I'm going to recommend. This is such an easy bet. If you were a betting man, you would bet I am going to recommend The Cuckoo's Calling by J.K. Rowling. If you haven't read it yet, I recommend it. This is coming from somebody who did not enjoy the casual vacancy, but of course I was still going to give uh, Rowling's other books a try because I, I, we all know she's a great writer. Casual Vacancy just wasn't for me, but The Cuckoo's Calling was. Man, it was good. As uh, We're going to talk about The Cuckoo's Calling a little later on in the show, so I'll save my thoughts for then. But for now, I do recommend this. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. You can get The Cuckoo's Calling for absolutely free. We thank Audible for their support of the show. One last time, audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast for your free audiobook. Speaking of these new covers, actually, breaking news just into the MuggleCast newsroom. Uh, J.K. JK Rowling will be speaking on Good Morning America tomorrow about the 15th anniversary of Sorcerer's Stone. So 
Uh, I will wow. bet five thousand dollars she will not say absolutely anything interesting. <laughs> wow! Just, no, just wow. because. What is she? What can she say that's going to be interesting to a generic morning show host? Like, mm. you know, she's going to talk about how it's it, crazy that's been fifteen years and that's it. Or new books. Well, yeah, if she did that. That would be significant. Yeah. But you know, the funny thing is, in addition to these covers, and there was this this huge media campaign from Scholastic releasing what the images of these covers uh would be you know throughout uh the past couple months actually and they are all released now but also it turns out that the spine of these books of each of these books also makes up an image yeah and oh, also awesome. uh it's an image of hogwarts so that's pretty cool if you buy the box set which i think has extra artwork and all that stuff it's all really cool but also the back covers i wanted to just mention here i've seen the back covers and I might actually buy these books for the back covers because <laughs> I he's going to have them face that covered down in his house. I'm going to face them covered to, exactly. I think the back covers are actually some truly interesting uh, pieces of art here that I I think I like better than most of the front covers. They're cool because you see only you see Harry's back actually in each one or in almost all of them, <laughs> and it's it's kind of like if you're it's like you're seeing things from his perspective. Oh. Yeah, and they're also very simplistic and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool. By the way, I have to mention also the illustrator who made all these new covers is going to be in Los Angeles on Wednesday night, signing copies of the book and doing a painting demonstration. So if anybody's Ooh. going, Ben, come on over. You can learn how to paint with me and Kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> finger Yay. painting. With finger painting. Yeah, we're gonna yes. finger paint the covers. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's his method. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So moving. So moving on from the new covers. Do you want me to get this next one, Micah? Then you can get the other two. Yeah, I feel like yeah, you absolutely. are least informed about this yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, sorry. Oh, wow. F you. <laughs> what? I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, I was gonna say that I forgot. I forgot one thing, which I'm I'm somewhat disappointed Ben didn't jump in on. But when you threw the news over, I didn't do the uh, obligatory. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> oh. oh. I thought it was gone forever. <laughs> but yeah, you can take the next story. Okay. Thanks, Micah. <laughs> Stephen Moffat has hinted that J.K. Rowling may write a Doctor Who 50th anniversary short story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, talk about cross-fandom uh, mind explosion. I don't think any of us here are MuggleCast or Doctor Who uh viewers but is she just deleting her brand it's funny that you mentioned that why i'm on season three now oh okay you remember how many times i tried to get you to watch doctor who in my apartment (laughs) me it's just not my thing doctor who doctor who's amazing yeah i'm not into science fiction like i I, one day i realized there are more good tv shows and movies than there are like time left in my life (laughs) that's true so so you just gotta pick and choose and i just couldn't choose doctor who i wish i could be excited about this but you you have to understand when david Tennant was doctor who he actually did an episode about the seventh book before the seventh book was out and he made jokes about you know about what happened in the end and he wouldn't tell anyone it was awesome (laughs) so doctor who and harry 
butter have crossed over before. Sorry, I am a Doctor Who fan. What, one thing to keep in mind, this is just a short story. She's not writing an episode, but she may be writing a short story in honor of the 50th anniversary. They're having 11, 11 children's authors write them, and Stephen Moffat kind of s- suggested that she will be writing one of these. Uh, he was asked recently if, if it was true, and he said he couldn't uh, confirm right now. He also had he also had hinted a long time ago in an interview that he had hoped she would actually write the episode. Yes, she they actually gave her an offer to write, yep. but but uh, she said no. Oh, <laughs> she said Robert will take care of that for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kevin. Um, by season three, do you mean you're on like tenant now, or did you go way yes. about way? Oh, okay. No, cool. so you're, yeah. you're you're new doctor. You're not you're new. not going back to yeah. season one. But- old old doctor who yeah i started with what like amazon suggested which was i think season most one of the, the new series i guess yeah the new series. Yeah. yeah i've been told it's to good. start with eccleston i think i will re- rewatch but i, I like eccleston but honestly if you want to catch up now you can probably just start after tenet even though tenet was my favorite doctor you can start with uh matt, matt smith all right oh, wow. because yeah when they they basically went when tenet moved on they basically kind of redid the whole thing so you can actually skip those previous four seasons if you want guys you know hypable does, who, yeah. hypable does have a doctor who cast you can join I that know. one if you I, want to I talk know. about I know. that i know <laughs> or are you okay. going to talk about star wars too i mean let's keep going <laughs> no. uh, michael what else is going on warner brothers and universal have announced their own harry potter con what at- the Wizarding World Orlando, I guess they finally caught on to this thing that's been going on for the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, It's going to be on January the 24th of next year, and a lot of cool things going on. This is not too different. Uh, they did something similar to this in the past, didn't they? Yes, it was called Harry Potter Home Entertainment Celebration. Well, that's that what Eric little, went to. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was a little different, but it wasn't that much different, but it was because of the public's access to it. This is like for the public. And what's similar is that a ton of actors, have they released the no. list yet of, of who's no. going to be there? Okay. A series of, uh, the, you know, members of the cast and crew will be on site and accessible, you know, through different ways, uh, on site at the Wizarding World theme park. Uh, during this convention for the home entertainment celebration, it was more of a press event. There were several, like, I guess, local fans who were able to like s- kind of stand behind in a separate area of the red carpet, but they did like a red carpet thing to celebrate all the films being out on home video on DVD. Yeah. Uh, but this was very reminiscent of that. You're right. Just because it's the idea of having a VIP event in the park, like only universal can really pull off and 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 schedule because it's their park right Uh, and yeah exactly they have things here they're gonna have q a sessions a harry potter film tribute which i don't know what that is uh wand master class with paul harris one of the wand guys from the movies who like i guess taught the actors how to maneuver that class yeah i love wands Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh early park admission breakfast at three broomsticks a private evening event and I suspect What's if I that mean, what's that mean? Private evening event. It's like the ones that's been at the other Harry Potter cons. Do yeah. you bring yeah. your wand to that? <laughs> yes. So it's like roped off like a VIP. I don't know. You know, yeah. in park, fact, the park, it, the park has its normal business hours of operation. And then I'm certain that this would be after those hours. They would close the park. Right. Uh, mm. To those outside guests. And then just the ones who are going to this could attend. 
Um, right. How many people are they like? Is it like uh, as many Allowing? people? Yeah. Uh, it says no. It's limited. There's a there's a certain amount of tickets for the reserved areas for the reserved areas for the Q and A's and whatnot. I mean, this is a cool idea. Like like we said, they already did one of these before. A lot of people are comparing this to uh, Mikey's going to know this uh, Star Wars celebration. It's called. Yep, celebration. The different Star Wars celebrations. Yeah, oh, Mikey gets to talk about Star Wars. Tell us more. <laughs> who, who would who would have guessed, right? What's the who Star Wars I... celebration? What is that? Uh, well, the original celebrations actually came about um, with the release of the new films, you know, one, two, uh, okay. and three. Yeah. Um, and so they, they've kept it on going with uh, like anniversaries of the films. Uh, basically, the Star Wars celebrations are kind of like Comic Con, but all Star Wars based. Mm. Um, so, so there's always you know panels with actors and everything. You could like at Comic Con, you can buy you know your your signature from the actor of your choice and stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay. So these are the things that have been keeping that Mark Hamill guy, is that his name? In in like employed, right? Except the except he's the Joker in all the Batman cards. There's a ton of voice Yeah. Mark oh, Hamill yeah. Is like, Disney or Universal that does this Disney that Star Wars things. Well the, well Disney's Disney film. It was actually Lucasfilm for the longest time. And they also what was really cool about Lucasfilm doing these celebration things is kind of what I think I hope warner brothers is going to do with harry potter and universal is going to do it's kind of encourage fan productions like one of the great things about the celebrations is they even did like star wars fan film festivals mm. um, and they get and, and lucasfilm gave away awards for different fan films and different things like that um and, and you know i hope that they'll kind of push harry potter to do stuff like this too because it's a great fandom to be in the timing of this is also set for the fact that it's going to be a slow time. It's the winter months, so they'll they'll pull some extra traffic in during during this typically slow period for the park. Not to mention, a lot of people know that the Diagon Alley expansion is going to be happening in <sighs> in um in the, the the following summer. So a lot of people may be like, "Well, we're just going to wait for that to open before we go." I suspect. That if I were a betting man, they will probably announce. <laughs> there it is. They will there. announce something at this Harry Potter entertain a, a, a celebration. So you mm. go when you go there, they'll preview some rides or the new rides mm. or something like that. Yeah. By the I, way, I would be surprised. Oh, I was just just gonna say if if you start getting invites, you know, MuggleNet starts getting invites. I would I would think that that would be a telltale sign that they're going to reveal something yeah. about the new park. Breaking news for uh, this story as well. I have been Damn. signed on to attend. <laughs> I will be talking about my Tower of Falling Dumbledore ride concept and petitioning for that to be created there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It will be a half-hour Q&A. You can ask me anything and everything about it. Tickets Wait, are now how, on how sale. How does that work? Do you do you ride Dumbledore as Well, no. Pi- picture the Tower of Terror at <laughs> Disney World. Tower of Terror at Disney World, right? Okay. So you you get strapped on to Dumbledore's back and you kind of go up the tower. <laughs> does, does answer your question, or is it just raising more questions than it's answering? Right Why did he have to fall from the tower? I don't understand that. Like he could, he, he didn't have to. He, like that didn't kill him. Like he was dead, right? He's gonna die anyway. <laughs> to quote the previous, Muckle I just won episode. bingo. We referenced all the little things from our past. I yeah. think. Enough for me to win the card. What else is going on in the news? One other big story, Micah. What could it be? 
Pottermore, the last time we'll ever talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> you think? Could this be oh, the no. last time? <laughs> I, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt it. But uh, they did some uh, big changes. Uh, they overhauled the homepage with a brand new design. And uh, they implemented this new story navigator feature, which really changes the way that users interface and, and use the website. And I actually like it, to be honest with you. I, I checked it out not too long ago. Well, yeah, the big the big deal about this is that you no longer have to go through every single moment. You can just skip around and be wherever you want to be. So when new chapters come out, let's say you just joined Pottermore today. You can go straight in and jump straight to the sorting hat. You don't have to do all that crap beforehand. And that's right. what a lot of people were asking for. They didn't want to go through all this stuff to get to the sorting hat. Just sort me so I can leave. <laughs> Yeah, that's well, that stuff happens in chapter seven, chapter 13. I think, you know, getting your wand and getting sorted and all that stuff. It was it was stressful to to go through and not be able to get sorted right away. But see, it was supposed to be like rewarding when you finally got sorted because you you work through all that. You know, this reminds me of the the, uh, special features on the first DVD. (laughs) You remember how god awful those were? Like it, it was you had like this is like freaking reading chinese for me i I didn't true story ben last month i had to look up and god bless google cash for looking at like older websites i had to look up how to break into the special features of my sorcerer stone dvd because i couldn't win the uh tap the bricks uh you know there so i found that was a pain i got them but so so Pottermore is trying to change. You know, they're doing these changes. I think that was the biggest stuff that they're revealing over the next few months. We'll see if they announce anything yeah. else. But it's they also wrapped yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban, though, didn't they? Right. It's now done. Right. I want to talk about this theory briefly. It, Mike and Eric, please stop me if, if I've talked about this already. But my, my theory about the Harry Potter encyclopedia not happening until Pottermore is finished. Okay. Have I talked about that? No. Oh, really? Well, just briefly, I think we are not going to see a Harry Potter encyclopedia by J.K. Rowling until Pottermore has released all of its chapters, because Sony seems to have a stronghold over J.K. Rowling and and talking about anything with the encyclopedia. You guys may remember when she revamped her website last year, she inadvertently announced that she was working on the encyclopedia. And, uh, <laughs> and then we all caught wind of it. We all wrote about it on our websites. And then a couple days later, they updated the blurb and she took out all mentions of an encyclopedia and said, I'm just really enjoying working on Pottermore right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is shady. It was. Here, I'll give you. These are the exact quotes. I dug these up the other day. Um, she had said for a long. This was what was originally on the site. For a long time, I've been promising an encyclopedia of Harry's world, and I've started work on this now. Some of it forms a new content in Pottermore. It is likely to be a time-consuming job, but when finished, I shall donate all royalties to charity. So that's a clear statement. Harry Potter Encyclopedia book, because she's going to be donating the royalties to charity. There's no royalties involved with Pottermore. Um, So, well, I guess, so, nah, nah, it's probably not. Um, and then it changed to this a few days later. I have been enjoying sharing information about Harry's world on Pottermore for free and don't have any firm plans to publish it in book form. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. somebody screwed up. 
fire that web producer. Well, somebody said, take that back, Joe. Well, yeah, I think Pottermore saw this and said, wait a second, don't take the attention off of Pottermore. It's all about us right now. So well, I suspect we're not going to yeah. see it until Deathly Hallows is out on Pottermore. You know, I will say, too, you know, we, we get a, we get a lot of some flack sometimes for talking about Pottermore. But you know what? I uh, haven't been able to keep up with all of the special new environments that are happening at Pottermore at PlayStation Home for PlayStation Nobody cares 3. about that. No, I'm see. I really you do care about paid it. Paid by we, PlayStation. I know no, you've no, talked no, no. about it so much. No, no, no. It's Pottermore. I, I did this review for it. This was ages ago when there were only three areas. There are now like ten areas you can go to. Cool. You can go to class. You can go to Hogwarts. You can ride the train. I'm telling you guys, Pottermore itself is updating faster than I can keep my you know an eye on it. And also right. Pottermore PlayStation Home. So I, I just have to say I'm really excited to go try that whenever I can. And, and uh, once again, Pottermore PlayStation Home. That's Pottermore. P O T T. Who's who's read the Cuckoo's Calling? Well, just before you go, I mean, I know we we've done our fair share of uh, uh, analyzing Pottermore over uh, really since it's been released, but uh, there is some really cool information on Lupin towards the end of Prisoner of Azkaban. So I yes. would I would encourage people to go and read it it's probably the most in-depth um information that we've gotten from jk rowling in pottermore uh in just in terms of how long the entry is so uh you know uh, we, we do make fun of it and have our jabs at it from time to time but i do think it's still a great resource because andrew you pointed out this may be the only place we get this information for the next couple of years yeah, and actually that information about Lupin, uh, there's a bunch of stuff on his relationship with Tonks as well that is all new. And I purposely wrote up a article on Hypable just about that new info because I knew people are so people love to- uh, Lupin so much. And it, the article was really popular. Um, so if you don't want to log into Pottermore, you can just go to Hypable and read it. Oh, there it's the fifth Hypable wow. plug. No, it's not. Past page one. <laughs> can you are plugging on. things. And while we're on the subject. Can you learn the, about the cuckoo's calling on Hypable too? Yeah, we cover everything. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> The uh, the Remus backstory was analyzed by another one of the Harry Potter podcasts out there called Alohomora. Uh They did a special episode last week where they looked through the Remus stuff as well. I wasn't on that episode, so it's okay for me to plug it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so if you, if you were on it, then I would understand you plug well, it. Well, <laughs> I'm on that podcast now, full time, so besides that episode, so I can plug it then. Let's talk about The Cuckoo's Calling. This is J.K. Rowling's second book after the Harry Potter books. Uh, we all know about it already. Who's who, who's finished reading it? Just you know, me. I just like, I, had it, I just had it like saved. You know. Just well, like... okay. I've I've actually finished reading it, and and one wise Alec, by the way, I read somewhere commented was jabbing at me because they were like, "Oh, Andrew finally finished a adult J.K. Rowling Potter bo- or J- adult oh, J.K. Gosh. Rowling book." Like, yeah, I did. that you only read children's books. Well, no, because I stopped reading Casual Vacancy because I didn't like it. I think <laughs> oh, that had something to do with that. Was it too complex for you? No, actually, Ben. Uh, I But I enjoyed The Cuckoo's Calling very much. It had pictures, which have made it easy for easy. me to get the <laughs> yeah. pictures. Yeah, hey, I haven't seen any pictures. I'm I didn't kidding. battle the picture version. Andrew only watches TV shows and stuff that have like, the little bouncing ball and the words across, <laughs> across the bottom. Right, right. Karaoke videos. No, but The Cuckoo's Calling, it's much more to J.K. Rowling's 
writing abilities being uh, her writing a mystery much better i thought than the casual vacancy because it just plays into her strengths more as an author i enjoyed the entire book i it was a really great twist at the end um however it was a bit of a info dump i guess you could say like it just everything kind of unraveled at once and it's just pages and pages of explanation okay it it could have been spread out a little bit more it's interesting that you say that because i'm about maybe like 300 pages into the book and i just feel like like more needs to happen faster like it's just Hmm. they take so much time building up this this detective sort of interviewing each of the people that are you know, I not really considered suspects because the investigation is is closed. Well, but. Mike, you got to appreciate appreciate the build up so that you can appreciate the climax, <laughs> and then the denouement and the resolution, etc. That's that's a great point, man. But yeah. well, well, you're I'm, I'm about a hundred pages in, and I, you know, I no, that's I, nothing. I, you no, know, he's, well, only, only, started, he's, really o- he's started only started. He's he's only started. What was that, Mike? Mikey? Mikey? I, I I only started it this week, but I, I the first bit of it because I read it. A long time ago on the uh the free part fry books but what i liked about it was that first chapter was all about uh hey you know, my name is sunset boulevard Shh. yeah <laughs> so, um, sunset boulevard the movie you know it starts at the yeah. murder hey yeah. whoa what i'm what? still I'm, I'm still on the title page i haven't even okay <laughs> he's looking at the picture still <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, that girl's I, I do, pretty I, I do fully intend to finish reading it um unlike casual too. fantasy i I really, I really do want to finish reading it. I'm glad you finished. That's really cool. Yeah, I did it um, all by myself. Well, it gives me hope, you know. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, it it was just it was just good. I thought uh, going against what Micah said, I thought it actually moved at a great pace, and I found it interesting to hear from all these different characters. As Strike, yeah. that's the lead character, is interviewing them, uh, and him and his assistant Robin, I think they have a very, a very it's fun like chemistry that, to read. By the way, J.K. Rowling has said she already finished writing book number two. So, yeah, yay! The Cormoran Strike series. But uh, uh, no, honestly, I can't wait to read it because um, I actually I want to reread the Harry Potter series because because I feel like it's been a long time since I've like reread the books and it's kind of like. Uh, you know, like there's like a movie you've watched a, like a, a ton of times and then you wait a few years and watch it again. You're like, oh, yeah, that's why this movie was so awesome. Yeah. You, you know, like I, I doubt like when they win the Quidditch Cup and Prisoner of Azkaban, I'll be jumping on my bed like I was 13. <laughs> but, um, you know, I could, I want to recapture the magic. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny that we're talking about that, not just because the new books are coming out, but also regarding the Cuckoo's Calling um, and Harry Potter. I know this from Chris Rankin on Twitter, the actor who played Percy Weasley in the films. Um, he says that uh, the location, the geographical location in London for Cormoran Strike, the detective, uh, his office is actually David Heyman's office. Uh, Heyday Films headquarters where uh, a lot of those actors went to audition for their parts in Harry Potter. Wait, so he's saying that David Heyman sleeps in his office? <laughs> no, 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 no. The sleeping in their office thing is probably purely or possibly doubtfully uh, a, a, a Cormoran Strike only thing. But that is the office location for a Heyday film. So it was a little nod by J.K. Rowling back to uh, either Harry Potter or, or David Heyman. Okay. Strike, Strike reminds me a lot of Mad-Eye Moody. 
he does yeah you're right actually and, and there is something about him that is very similar to mad eye very similar a couple of things his leg oh no why would you spoil <laughs> oh, that oh 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 you can edit it out no it's all right it's too late i want everybody to edit it out of mikey and ben's ears <laughs> oh, what about me i don't think it's the and big Kevin. reveal kevin Kevin's. you're the one who read deathly hallows before it came out so i don't feel too bad <laughs> okay we have a, a listener rebuttal here uh who wants rebuttal. to read it i want to read it these segments listener rebuttals you guys remember these yeah sweet, i miss them sweet Sweet Caroline says, hey, Mugglecasters, first of all, I've been a listener of the show for six years, and thank you so much for an amazing podcast. I have really enjoyed listening to Mugglecast over the years, and although I'm sad to see my favorite podcast go, I wish you all luck in the future. Second, I was just listening to episode 268, and you guys were discussing Rupert Grint and wondering if it was common for movie actors to do, to do theater and be after being famous. It is not uncommon for some famous actors to spend some time in the theater after they, they are famous. It's not just a Harry Potter actor thing. A few recent examples are Amelia Clark, Jane Lynch, Jeff Goldblum, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Hanks. Just thought you ought to know. Thanks, Caroline, 19... Clemson, South Carolina. Wow. I wish I had been on this episode because I could have told you guys off. (laughs) You know know what I really like about that rebuttal? Is it's not really a rebuttal, it's a statement that Andrew was wrong. I mean, that that's what happened. No, there was nothing there was nothing wrong that we did. All (laughs) we were wondering if it was common for movie actors to do theater. People misinformation, dude. (laughs) I know you're like it's only a Harry Potter thing. Is from what I was what I got from that. I will step in. I will step in for Andrew, and and because I think it was pretty much me who said it too. Anyway, um, that we were relying on the intellect of our listeners to give us more information than we had presently at the time of recording. Um, and that is exactly what has just happened. Thank you, Carol. You have Google in front of you. And here's a major throwback. Uh, this is from Thea. She says, hello, I was just listening to episode 219. I realized that a female host could have added so much insight into the show. Oh, well, this episode was made in 2010. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, Eric Skull added that in. I don't know why. Oh, I added that. Oh, it was uh, because it was a rebuttal as well. But it was kind <laughs> yeah, of the but it was from 2010. <laughs> I'm just trying to group them together. You know, leave no email unread is my well, policy. What love. was since you since you put it in here? What was episode 219? I looked it up actually. I put that in there too. It's it was a progressive castle. I don't know what uh, it was actually talking about, but apparently it was an all there guys show notes. You didn't it, listen yeah, to the I whole episode. To- <laughs> I would have to look. It was called A Progressive Castle. Well, judging by that title, we probably talked about, like, gay rights at Hogwarts or something. It was. Let me look at it. I'll tell you in a moment here. Oh, and we probably totally missed women's rights at Hogwarts, didn't we? <laughs> probably something like that. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, it was from January Sorry. 23rd, 2011. We spoke about chapters 21 through 23 of Goblet of Fire. So. Oh, it doesn't sound so mind-blowing, but yeah. On the last episode of MuggleCast, Jamie was actually on episode 268, and he introduced us to anti-jokes, <laughs> and it kind of bombed. Uh, they were supposed <laughs> to. But that's the point, though. That's the point of anti-jokes. But then why even do it if it's going to bomb? Anyway, Ali, or, or several of our listeners sent in anti-joke suggestions after we Her requested Jamie's them. Request. 
Yeah. Allie r- sent in this one. Why did the plane crash? Because its pilot was a loaf of bread. See? See, aren't these dumb? <laughs> these are the worst jokes ever. Ali no. says, Ali says, for some reason, that one gets me every time. Let's just like w- w- once they marinate a bit, then it, then I think they're funny. <laughs> but like in- initially, it's just like, right. what? Can we analyze this one, please? <laughs> analyze this. So if a plane crashed, it's because the pilot was a loaf of bread. Bread doesn't have arms. <laughs> That's that explains I, why it crashed. I can see why you appreciate it, Mikey. The bread doesn't have arms. This oh, next okay. one is from Daniel. He's he, now he prefaces this by at least admitting that it's terrible. The joke is: two oranges are rolling down a hill. One says to the other, "Where do you live?" The other replies, "I'm not telling you. You might steal my washing." Okay. See, these are the worst things on the planet, and the and the this is worse than any podcast we've ever done ever. I like this next one though. This is a good one. Go ahead. Um, anti joke. What's orange and tastes like an orange? An orange. Oh, <laughs> that is clever. What What's I with was- Anna and Daniel both using oranges? Are they oranges. common? I I think oranges are the. I think the oranges are the uh, center of the time-space continuum, and uh, anti-jokes in particular have to revolve around them in order to be anti-jokes. It's the citric acid. (laughs) (laughs) Compound in citric acid that causes the anti-joke. There you go. Well, Eric, you you are an anti-joke. I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. (laughs) Eric, I like anti-jokes. I like you, too. Like I mentioned earlier, we have messages from Laura and Jamie. They couldn't make it today. They really both wanted to, um, but they just couldn't because of our recording time. So it's not acceptable. Let's listen to. <laughs> You're right. Forget about this. It's the last episode. You know what? I, this is awesome. Man we, get, we get to heckle them without them being here. So well, yeah. So here we go. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm sorry I can't be there on this uh, final regular episode of MuggleCast. Um, the way I'm recording this uh, feels to me like one of those films where they put a videotape on and there's a person in slippers and a dressing gown sitting by the fire and he says, if you're seeing this, then I'm already dead. Um, uh, but no, I'm sorry, I can't be there. It's because uh, I'm going on holiday tomorrow for a week uh, and they're recording it brilliantly right when i'm away so sorry uh i hope everyone enjoys the final episode it feels like uh, a very long time a lifetime uh in a good way since we started recording the show uh some incredible uh things have happened uh, we've met some incredible people um we've done some some really enjoyable things and we've had a laugh and um Really enjoyed all the things we've talked about. There's been some incredible analysis um, and uh, jokes. Those have been my favorite part of it, probably. Um, and I'd just like to say thanks very much uh, for everyone who has tuned in over the years, uh, especially the regular listeners uh, who have been with us uh, either right from the very beginning um, 
or from an early stage without you, we wouldn't have got to this episode now. I'm not sure which one this is. Is this 267, 268? But there's no way we'd be even close to this if it wasn't for you. So thank you very much. Um, this is not going to be the end. Uh, is there ever going to be a proper end? I don't think so. Uh, this is just the end, obviously, of the regular ones. So uh, I'm hoping to come back um, when we do... Uh, a new one soon for a special announcement uh, or some new book came out or Jacob Rowling's been unmasked as Edward Snowden or something like this, some incredible stories. So uh, I hope to catch uh, everyone soon and enjoy this final episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it's Laura. I just wanted to record a little something to offer my final thoughts for our last episode of MuggleCast. First of all, please um, excuse me for sounding like a total frog. I'm recovering from a really nasty chest cold right now. So anyway, um, even though it breaks my heart not to be able to record the final show with everyone today, I'm so looking forward to hearing the episode when it comes out. I figured a big portion of tonight's show would be looking back at our favorite moments since the show started all that time ago, and I'd like to share with you a couple of mine. The live show in Las Vegas in 2006 was my first live show, and I feel far enough removed from that day to admit that I was sweating bullets when I realized how many people were going to be in that room watching us. I was literally shaking when I took my seat at the table, but then the audience cheered so loud when I suggested that Snape was in love with Lily that I forgot about my fears and was able to let loose a bit and actually enjoy that moment. Up until that point, our listener base was just a number on the screen to me, and intellectually, I knew there were a ton of you, but it wasn't until I was lucky enough to interact with the incredibly kind-hearted and enthusiastic people in the audience that day that I realized just what an effect the show had on both the audience and ourselves. My other favorite memory is of going to London for the Deathly Hallows release in 2007. Aside from the obvious reason of getting my hands on the book and having the opportunity to travel, I love looking back on this trip because there was such a camaraderie amongst all of us staying in that tiny little hotel room, propped up on our pillows, reading at lightning speed to try and beat each other to the end. I knew I had good friends and my fellow co-hosts, but there was something so incredibly familiar and comfortable about that atmosphere that really made it feel like home, and I know it's because of the people I was sharing the experience with. Andrew, Jamie, Eric, and Kevin were also nice enough to only laugh at me a little bit for crying when Hedwig died, which I thought was pretty diplomatic. Overall, though, there are so many reasons why MuggleCast has been an amazing part of all our lives. I started doing the show when I was 16, and that's an age where you're so desperately trying to figure out who you are and where you're going. It's safe to say that my experience on the show led me to discover interests I may not have ever known I had, and I think it's what ultimately started me down the path towards becoming a teacher. It's definitely a bittersweet moment to say goodbye to the show, but the show and its success and longevity are a testament to the amazing things all of the hosts are doing and will continue to do as we grow older, and that's true of the listeners too. Being passionate enough to produce a show means nothing unless there are people passionate enough to listen. And to all of our listeners, I can't thank you enough for giving myself and everyone else on the show a voice. You guys are all awesome and will always, always have a special place in my heart. Take care. Thank you, Laura and Jamie, for both of those messages. It was nice to hear from them one last time. Of course, they'll be invited on future episodes if uh, uh, we do. We do that for whatever reason. 
We have a question about that, actually, Andrew. Oh, okay. Perfect here. transition right here on this listener rebuttal. Uh, and this is actually the reason it came after the other listener rebuttals is because it turns into a what if segment. Okay, so this comes from Becky from Australia. She writes, thank you for eight awesome years of podcasting. I've been listening since April 2006 when I was 14, and I'm very sad that the show is ending. I love all of you except Andrew. Wow. Okay. Um, I have a couple of questions. <laughs> Why would this be included? Um, I have a couple of questions for you and an idea for a segment. Last month, you were discussing the similarities discovered by linguistic computers between the Cuckoo's Calling, the Casual Vacancy, and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, which confirm that J.K. Rowling is Robert Galbraith. Do you think that if the entire Harry Potter series was examined by these linguistic computers, they would find the significant parallels between books one and seven, two and six, three and five? My other question is, what is your plan for future discussions about The Cuckoo's Calling and its sequels? Have you been covering this on Hype? Oh, she's referring to the podcast on Hypeable.com, boys. Or will you release special episodes of MuggleCast to discuss the future <laughs> books and other Cuckoo news? Blah, 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 but you blah, have blah, another blah. website? Uh, oh, the, the... No, it's okay. It's okay. I don't need this listener to hate me anymore. I No, 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 no. Andrew... Andrew, you've been bluffed, or you've been you've been uh, hoodwinked. Oh, here. the be <laughs> Becky actually said, and this may have been Kevin who was trying to get out of reading this. Uh, you know, I think I should just slam you, Kevin. Uh, but whatever the, it originally said, I love all of you, especially Andrew. Uh, yeah, I actually uh, changed that to. Accept. Oh, it's Ben. Okay, yeah. Ben. <laughs> so you blame me? I, uh, you know, you didn't want to read it. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so to answer her questions, um, that's a good question. Using the linguistics experts to see if there are similarities, I would guess no. That linguistic experts wouldn't be able to see similarities. Similarities between one and seven two and six three and five because that's more about the words well they would see it between we, all yeah the yeah it's the style because the they're linguistic experts it's not about the plots it's about the way in which she uses her linguistics right and they, they but they would all be the same across all seven books i think and yeah, cuckoo's they, calling and and, and the uh, casual vacant yeah mm -hmm. it's like a forensic would, thing uh, John Granger does. I yeah, does he analyze that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a literary structure called uh, rating theory. It's one of the options, and he's got a lot of uh, you know evidence stating that that J.K. Rowling is is subscribed to this uh, in the past. It's about tying uh, you know books or series with multiple installments together using a sort of internal. Uh, referencing system and and it just it it kind of ends up being built into our culture the way certain things relate to each other um you know like the beginning and the end tie into each other and all that other stuff so it's kind of exciting but i think if a linguistic computer were to analyze it they would find i mean it's kind of two different functions you know one was to determine if these two supposedly separate authors were the same based on how they set up you know, their, their sentences, basically, I guess it would be. And then plots, even though they are similar and may have similar things that happen in them, um, like rising action, falling action. I think those are the words that JK Rowling used to describe each of those was different enough for us that I don't think a computer would, would pick it up. And then about the question, what are we going to do about covering Cuckoo's Calling? You know, we'll play that by ear uh, on MuggleCast. 
Uh, and, you know, I know everybody's, like, hating on me for plugging Hypable, but yeah, we do cover it on Hypable. Sorry, make your own cuckoo's yeah. calling site. It's okay, Andrew. Becky loves you. Remember. <laughs> this is this is an especially ben. Andrew, not an accept uh, Andrew. Moment. I'm waiting for somebody to make StrikeNet. Mm, StrikeNet. Yeah, that's a cool name, right? Yeah. So we, um, we will play all future Harry Potter and Cuckoo's Calling and other J.K. Rowling book news by ear. Time will yep. tell. Thank you, Becky, for your she, email. She uh, does have a what if there at the end. Oh, okay. What she if? Says, Go ahead. Finally, the segment. I'd like to hear each of your answers to the following question. If you could live in just one Harry Potter book, as in live through Harry's year at Hogwarts in that book, but not necessarily be Harry, which book would you choose and why? And would you like to be Harry or another character or just yourself? Book one, because everything's just pleasant. I, I was, I was just going to say that. <laughs> that's exactly the reason, because you, you wouldn't want the school like blowing up around you while you were going to school. <laughs> well, and not to mention like being prepared to die. I'm not ready to die. So you guys would choose just an uninterrupted swell year at Hogwarts, you Maybe. know, kind of in its prime. Yeah, I think that's probably the right way to go, the safe way to go. I would, I would do year three. Yeah, I agree. That that yeah. would be the year. But who would you be? That's the Why second part year? of it. Um, uh, Filch. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think that. Filch ever had an easy year. <laughs> no, he didn't. Poor Filch. No, I would be. I mean, who wouldn't want to be Harry? It's like, especially well, with the time turner. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then he, you know, he had never had a like a, a legitimate father figure, and like uh, Remus and Sirius were both introduced. Mm-hmm. So that was a good a good time for Harry. Yeah, I think Andrew would want to live in book four and be the the egg that Harry takes to the bath with him. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great idea. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> um, I, I, I've been thinking about this right now um, Probably year five I know we had Umbridge But I'd want to be one of the twins mm. And which Micah, one? did you Which one? Is, is Fred dead or George? <laughs> Fred, Fred dies. Okay. Fred yeah. dead Fred, 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 well, yeah, That's that what I thought That's what I thought That's what I thought I think it's year five, though. You'd still you get to presuming you could just disappear for a year, come back, and the year would end. You could be either one, and and yeah, it'd be year five, just because you know the rebellion, you know the rebelliousness of that. Yeah, and Micah, I agree with Ben. I think probably year three. Oh, thought you were gonna say the egg with Harry in the tub. <laughs> no, that's all you, buddy. <laughs> So, Ben, uh, you have created a top 10 list in honor of the final episode. Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, I'm very I was so excited um, to do this final episode, not because it's over, um, which is actually kind of what the list is about. Oh, OK. Uh, the top 10 reasons a muggle cast reunion might might happen. <laughs> Number 10. Oh. Spieler man Eric Skull simply can't stop spieling and proceeds to write a series of exhaustive emails until Andrew can't take it anymore and pleads with all the co-hosts to come back just to get Eric off his back. What do you, what do you guys think of that one? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's most it. likely so it far. Yeah. Why is it number 10? I know. Why is it number 10 there? Better number nine, nine better ones. 
Number nine, J.K. Rowling finally learns who Mike Tannenbaum is and is so upset that she ever pissed him off that she writes him a letter personally. <laughs> Number eight, Pottergate, J.K. Rowling sex tape leaks. <laughs> number, number seven, investigative reporting from National Security Agency journalist Glenn Greenwald reveals that there actually is a real Wizarding World, and the reason J.K. Rowling made so much money off the franchise is because she took a payoff from the Death Eaters to spin the tail to the muggles that the Order and Harry and company actually won. Interesting. Wow. Number six, Mikey Bouchereau is crowned the world's smartest man by Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Number five, the same reason that every rock band from the mid-70s was back together for a union by the mid-90s. We all go broke and we need the camaraderie. Number four, a sinkhole swallows the entire Wizarding World theme park in Orlando. Number three, a one-on-one -on -one with Laura Mallory. She comes back from the dead and rallies around the tea party and goes on a witch, a witch hunt. And she's finally willing to sit down and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the muggle casters. Number two is Pottergate Part 2. J.K. Rowling finally realizes she got ripped off with Pottermore and files suit against all of the people who thought that was a good idea. <laughs> and number one, because we feel like it and no theory is safe. Oh, that was beautiful, man. Good job. Good job. I was impressed nice by that, actually. I was, too. There's a lot to that. That was legitimately funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was complicated it ideas i didn't think about yeah no that was well thought out those were things i would not have expected thank you guys i liked uh potter gate number one the gk rolling sex tape <laughs> hey wouldn't we come back for that yeah like but, but when you said that i was thinking like what would we even talk about that would be like watching your mom guys come yeah, on yeah i would never watch that you know i would i would actually never watch it yeah I don't want to ask Ben if he would watch it or not. Let's <laughs> not pay any more attention. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to comment. No comment. <laughs> Your silence is common enough. Okay, let's get to some emails and then we have some tweets. You know, of course, MuggleCast has always been about the listeners and the, the listeners have been the ones who have always supported us through the years. <laughs> not J.K. Rowling. So let's hear from them. <laughs> let's turn the mic around. <laughs> uh, this first one's from Samantha. She writes, Hi, Muggle <laughs> By the way, J.K. Rowling never coming on the show now that we've speculated about a J.K. Rowling sex day. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's Especially okay. if it involves one of the Muggle cast hosts as well. Well, okay. hang on. Didn't, didn't you uh, promise, Micah, that, that there would be J.K. Rowling in some form on this episode? Yeah, I did. The yeah, show's not coming. over yet. You better prepare coming. that. You better prepare that. This is the part of the show where we get emails from listeners saying, you guys need more the women. Audio from the sex. Never mind. No, stop it. This is pleasant. Okay, so this first email is from Samantha. Mugglecasters, I know you must be getting so many of these. Uh, I discovered you guys when I was 16 and desperately waiting for Deathly Hallows to come out. I didn't have any friends who were into the Harry Potter books in high school, so MuggleNet was my refuge in those frenzy months leading up to the release. One day I gave you guys a listen, and we've been best friends ever since. You were all there for me when I didn't have anyone else. I celebrated Book 7 and everything that had passed and would come with you all. You don't know this, but you have been with me on the darkest and most important days of my life. You were in my ears on my first day of college and when my boyfriend broke up with me. You were there every morning that I woke up when I studied abroad and every night when I couldn't sleep my senior year in my very own apartment. 
You wrote my huge final paper with me on the quad and kept me calm before commencement. You were there on the morning of my first commute to my first big girl job a few months ago. I hope you truly know how amazing each and every one of you are and how important this has been to so many people. I wish you all... uh, I wish you all well on the many amazing endeavors that are sure to come your way, and I eagerly look forward to the special edition of MuggleCast that will happen when Joe tweets something relevant. So to... Reason 11, Reason 11, Ben. Joe tweets. <laughs> so to Andrew, Ben, Jamie, Laura, Micah, Eric, Kevin, Mikey, Matt, Richard, Cherry, <laughs> Andy, Elisa, and Selena. Woo, what an exhaustive list. Shame on me if I forgot any more of them over the years. Thank you. Thank you. All my love, Samantha. That was a very nice email. Thank you. Wow. This reminds me of, um, you know, I mentioned the rock band in the top 10 list there. And and, uh, what made me think of that was um, the Eagles. There's a new Eagles documentary on Showtime. And, um, you know, I was reading some of the reviews about it and people were debating the merits of the Eagles. And what they said, one of the things they said about the, the Eagles was that you could do things while like you did things to the Eagles, like you partied with your friends or you did whatever. And, and uh, what Samantha just said here about like, you know, you were in my ears my first day of college and when my boyfriend broke up with me, like that's some pretty powerful stuff. Absolutely. So, so for reunion, does that mean we're actually going on tour again? <laughs> I would love to go on tour. As long as you get the merch, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Next email from Rosemary. I was a very late Potter adopter, and I found MuggleCast after Deathly Hollows was published. In spite of my late start, I have enjoyed your podcast so much. I'm viewed as cool by my son's girlfriend because of my love for all things Potter. You kids have produced excellent work, and I look forward to the surprise MuggleCast that may happen in the future. Take care and all the best. Thank you again, Rosemary. Very nice email. Yeah, we've had people of all ages listening to MuggleCast over the years. That's something that I think surprised us at first. We didn't know who exactly would be listening. We imagined it was people around our own ages at the time. That was like 17 years old. <clears throat> and people Remember, really grown up with the show. Yeah, immediately we heard back from teachers who were using it in the classroom. Remember Mr. Nelson? Yeah, Mr. Nelson was cool. Yeah. yeah, we heard from his. I mean, he used our, our podcast to help teach his class. So that was ages ago now i hope he's still teaching mr nelson if you're listening because we do hear from other other you know listeners who've heard from us since since day this one is all making me sad right in let me know well okay then i'll just power through i'll take this one this is for gabriella um hi muggle cat because i wrote it in yellow in the doc and people think it's hard to read um so i'm gonna read it to prove them wrong haha this is gabriella hi muggle casters i write to you to simply say thank you When I found out about you in October 2005, I was slightly lost, confused, nerdy, misfit, 13-year-old girl, and my life was starting to change dramatically. My mom just died, and I had to live with my older sister. Now, eight years later, she's getting married, and I pretty much have to finally step up as an adult and live on my own. It's funny how I found you at at the beginning of a very different and strange stage of my life, and I have to let you go at the beginning of another one. Nothing says to me grow up as having to let you go. What I'm trying to say is that you got me through very difficult times and I'll miss listening to you guys, but eventually we all have to move on. I don't think I'll ever be ready to let you go, which is why I'll probably still listen to old episodes from time to time. But I hope with all my heart you'll succeed wherever life takes you. If everything you've accomplished in these eight years is any indicator, I know that each and every one of you will. Even though I've never have and probably never will met you, or sorry, 
Even though I've never have and probably never will meet you, I still feel proud of how far you've come. So one last time, I solemnly thank you. And in the words of the Marauders, mischief managed, L-M-F-A-O. I don't know if you... Oh, mischief managed. <laughs> Greetings from Guatemala, Gabby S. Thank you, Gabby. <laughs> I'm going to miss recording podcasts where you can mess with the show notes when somebody's reading an email. That's what I'm going to miss. <laughs> That's what I was laughing at, Ben. You're just putting all sorts of things in there. Thank you, Gabby. That was very nice. Next no, but yeah, seriously, thank you, Gabby. <laughs> Next email. Can I read it? I yes, want to read it. Go ahead. We should we should go around. You get get some more speaking time for these guys. I'll do the for next these one. guys. These guys, Eric. Gwendolyn yeah, Scott Mikey says, "Dear Mugglecast, I've been a listener of Mugglecast since the very first episode when I was a sophomore in high school. I've never written in before, but I figured now would be the perfect time to, since I owe you guys a big thank you. During my time in high school, I was bullied severely by other students and often sought sought comfort with my iPod, listening to Mugglecast while in my school's graphics arts classroom. Listening to you guys talk about my favorite fandom really helped me." Get Get through those tough four years, and I continued to listening to you all throughout college. I've graduated college and now work as a real graphic designer, and I still still listen to you when you put out new episodes. Also, a huge hype after Dark fan. What's that show, Andrew? <laughs> um, I just needed to tell you how much MuggleCast really means to me, and how much I've enjoyed listening over the over the years. You guys are the absolute best. Love, Gwendolyn. I see a common theme in these emails about how people have changed over the years. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's really uh, impressive, inspiring. Yeah, and I mean, I have to say, I, I may have talked about this before, but when I was in middle school, I was bullied a, a good amount, and that was one of the reasons that I kind of became more of a reclu- reclu- rec- rec- recluse and started a getting wreck. more involved. <laughs> yeah, I became a wreck. A wreck. And I, I mean, I was I was bullied too. Um, you know, it's it's never kind. It's never well, clearly. But uh, I mean, like, who hasn't been bullied? Like, no, like no, but my, yeah, 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 bullied. I, yeah. But something like this, it's good to know because making the show gave me confidence. So it's good to know that listening to the show could give others confidence. Micah, next yeah. email. Next email is from Kayla. And she says, hey, MogulCast, my name is Kayla. I'm 18 and from Winnipeg. That's in Canada for all you Star Kid fans out there. I've been listening to your podcast since about 2008, and you're most definitely my favorite podcast out there. I just want to say thank you for everything you guys have done. You made my life so much better throughout my junior high and high school years. I'm so sad that you're ending, and I'm just crossing my fingers that Joe will write about the Harry Potter world, so you'll have no choice but to come back. I'm going to have to get myself into the Game of Thrones fandom so I can hear Micah, Eric, and Selena on Game of Owns. And Andrew almost definitely should be checking out Hype. You guys should all just make a podcast together. Seriously, it can be about anything. And I'll listen. Anyway, thank you for all your hard work and dedication over the years. I plan on listening from episode one now that you guys are ending. I don't have time to say something about everybody who has been on MogulCast, but Andrew... Thank you for being an amazing, hilarious host. You make me laugh so much. Micah, I love your voice, and the news wouldn't be the same without you, even though you were recently fired. <laughs> by his was. own doing, by the way. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Anyway, <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> uh, I was fired on another podcast. Uh, Eric, I love how you can talk and talk, and you're my favorite Hufflepuff. <laughs> ben, I wish you could have been on the show all the time recently because you are just the best. 
And Selena, I think you're so sweet, and it's nice to have that girl power on the show. I uh, hope you guys are all super successful in your future endeavors. Thank you for everything. Kayla. No, th- thank you, Kayla, for acknowledging that I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she PSs, I just want to say that tea towels from Jamie's British joke are also a very Canadian thing as well. Oh, and you should sell the MuggleCast shirts again. I would buy one in a heartbeat. And Anyways, Warner Brothers bye. will sue us Cha-ching. in a heartbeat. I was like, nowhere to go but jail. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll record a podcast from jail. Actually, maybe we'll have to sell underground. Right, Andrew? Yeah, just like and last time. double G-L-E-C-A-S-T in the T. Mike Andrew's wizard rap single. Google it. Google it. Uh, and the second one, uh, okay, yeah, well, I was just going to say the Insync reunion you know, the, the other day timed nicely with my uh, considering, uh, you know, my Wizard Rock Bye 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 single. <laughs> Don't let it be July. Don't let it be July. Mikey, would you like to read the next email? Sure. From why Morgan. Not? From Morgan. This is the first time I'm writing. My first episode was one where Jamie proposed to Andrew, episode 56. Wow, when did that happen? (laughs) I I thought he proposed to me, When did that not happen? When did that not happen? (laughs) If it happened, I would have said yes back then. (laughs) I just wanted to say thank you for being a building block that has made me who I am today. This might have to be the soup for the Muggle Castle because it might get heavy. When I first started listening back in sophomore year, I was seeing my first serious girlfriend when I met her. She was being she was being bothered bother bothered by her, okay, yeah, bothered by her old boyfriend. The full 4 years I was with her, we had to go to court to get this guy to leave her alone. I met her the same time I started listening to Mogocast. So Mogocast helped me in a very dark time when she needed a rock. I was there, but I needed a rock and you were there for me. A little a little time after I started listening to other podcasts around the net, I found filmmakers Kevin Smith podcast, Smodcast, Chris Hardworks, The Nerdist, and, and Smart Mouths. I even started adding more to Hypel's own podcasts like Who Hype, uh, Onceable, and Hype. Uh, stopped listening to music on my way to work, and instead I listened to podcasts starting coming out of my show and waging my nerd flag high, showing off everything I know about Potter and more. Podcasts become my safe head have become my safe haven in times of trouble. All my spare time was podcasts. High school, growing up, and events that happened last year in my hometown of Aurora, Colorado, I even got brave enough to start my own podcast last year, uh, Wallflowers, uh, which had hints of both MuggleCast and SmartMouse. MuggleCast will always be part of my DNA. I became a better man because I decided to fall into the fandoms I love and show people it's not a bad thing to love TV shows, movies, comics, and where it all started, books. Thank you for so much for being my friend I needed a family that showed me how to live and the inspirations and the inspiration to who I've become. Thank you, Morgan. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting all teary-eyed reading these Aww. things. Oh, I, can't, I can't do it. Thank you, Morgan. Wow. That was very nice as well. Um... Next email as we continue the MuggleCast therapy this session. Carver, oh Blander, dear MuggleCast, as your final episode will be recorded today, I just wanted to share some final thoughts on your incredible run. I started listening to MuggleCast around episode 83 when the cover of Deathly Hallows was released. I was in high school at the time, and now I'm a college graduate. I'm proud to say I never missed an episode during that time. You've kept me company on bus rides, car rides, plane rides, and even kick scooter rides. 
I've loved the range of entertaining hosts over the years, and your coverage of Harry Potter news is always insightful, amusing, and interesting. Your podcast has been like having on-demand Potter-obsessed friends that I can keep in my pocket. Thanks for years of awesomeness. I will be wearing my MuggleCast t-shirt today. Carver O'Blender, Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Carver. Oh, by the way, he just finished Cuckoo Calling, The Cuckoo's Calling. It was fantastic. He's looking forward to the movie and sequels. Same. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a movie, too. That'll be good. Oh, cool. Kevin, do you want to read the email or shall I? Kevin? Kevin has left. Goodbye, Kevin. This next email is from Mike. Hey, Mugglecasters. I listened since day one, way back when book six was released, and I don't usually write into the show I listen to, but I have to thank you for the last eight years of podcasting. Listening to this podcast helped continue my love for all things Potter and allowed me to continue the discussion of the series long after my friends wanted to talk about it. I've listened to your show all over the world when I was studying abroad in college and needed something familiar to remind me of home. When I needed a distraction while studying Studying in high school and college, my go-to was always MuggleCast. Or even when I was just starting walk around campus from class to class, I would pop in some MuggleCast, like a cassette tape, just to pass the time. <laughs> MuggleCast has led me to countless other podcasts, and I now generally choose podcasts over music while at work or at the gym, and I want to thank you for introducing me to this form of media. Although MuggleCast is now end- ending, I'll continue listening to your other shows. This podcast will always have a special meaning to me, and I hope for the day that Joe comes out with more Potter so I can listen along with you guys. So everybody's very interested, I see, in... um our future endeavor. So that's that's good to hear. And you know, I'll let everybody start hitting up JK Rowling on Twitter now and maybe she will write new Harry Potter material. <laughs> okay, so now it is time to get into some tweets. And now this isn't more of what we just read. We asked we asked people on Twitter, what are your favorite moments from the show? And of course we got a lot of responses. Uh, this first one is from Lucene, a, a loyal listener who's always been there. I've seen him on Twitter all the time. He says, the email's responding to Andrew's accidental F-bomb. Uh, I have to say, guys, not to toot my own horn, but everybody really likes liked that moment. Kevin, w- please read some tweets. Uh, I guess. Uh, where are we looking? Marky Mark. Marky Although Mark, this is so yes. funny. <laughs> Yes, because it's a marquee. As in <laughs> Maybe board. he's in the theater business. Go what's, ahead. Bug, what's bugging Mike, Micah? Mike. <laughs> Can you say his name after this? <laughs> <laughs> Micah? Uh, make yes. the connection? It, I wasn't actually saying your name, Micah. That is, I wasn't asking for you to respond. <laughs> Andrew's Wizard Rock Career, 12 Hour Marathon, Matt's Episode. Tootsie Roll Spiel. Uh, Ooh, the 12-hour marathon was fun. I have to say, the Tootsie Roll Spiel was one of the worst moments in my (laughs) (laughs) recollection. Okay, but why? I I don't really remember what went on, but it's bringing back light memories, and I just remember not liking it. I thought it was a good one. You asked me to, off the top of my head, come up with an advertisement. No, you put me on the spot. We were advertising MogoCast t-shirt sales. And uh, oh. I was I was just staring at a piggy bank that of like a Tootsie Roll container piggy bank thing. And I told people that the long and the short of it was uh, when you buy Tootsie Rolls, you don't know where the money is going. But when you buy MuggleCast t-shirts, you know, it's going to us. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I put you on the spot. 
<laughs> it's okay. It made this list. I'm so happy. Thank you, Marky Mark. Kevin, you want to read a couple more? Just sure. a couple more. So this is Olivia Stewart. So many great episodes, but episode 233 was a favorite of mine with Andrew's Wizard Rock single, Bye Bye Bye. Don't let it be, July. <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> the name on this next one is Odd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should just use the, uh, the username. <laughs> it's an April Fool's joke. How's that? August. Uh, her name's Betsy. <laughs> yes. Betsy McGee. <laughs> the, the April Fool's joke of 2008. I sat in my bed panicked and my gullible self nearly cried. What was that? Did we say what we were going to end the show, I guess? Warner Brothers shutting us down. I don't Wasn't know. that the one where Emerson and Melissa got married? I don't think that would leave her in her bed panicked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she wanted to marry. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, this next one's from Erica. Meeting you guys for the first time in the New York City Live podcast in August 2006. Lisa says, my favorite episode was episode 100. You could just hear and feel the excitement everyone had. Yeah, I agree. That was cool. That was our Deathly Hollows episode. Plus, we got introduced by Hagrid. Yeah. Yeah, that was neat. Micah, go ahead. You read a couple. Oh, I was I was looking up what happened in uh in April of two thousand and eight. Oh, keep at it, keep at it. But uh, Brittany says uh, my favorite is still Andrew's "Yeah Yeah" from that one live show, yeah, which I yeah. which I referenced earlier. Sounded a little <laughs> bit like that. Uh, but the episode or event is slipping my mind at the moment. That was our New York live show, right? Your our first ever. That was Goblet the first Fire. live podcast. I was sixteen or seventeen. I was nervous. Okay, that was my nervous reaction. So. Yep. Whatever, uh, but I'm glad that was your favorite moment. You've overcome you. it. You've overcome it. Of course. Uh, that was yeah, episode, yeah, I have. That was episode 15, <laughs> by the way. Natalie Holly. Was it really 15? 15 for November 12th, 2005. Wow. You're like yeah. a book. I I have a book open. Oh, okay. Uh, Natalie Holly says, uh, favorite uh, moment, episode 117 about Dumbledore being gay. I was 10 when it got released. It's probably the reason I'm not homophobic. Aww. No joke. Aww. Oh, wow. She also went on to say also the latter part of the 12-hour live show when everyone got delirious. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only came in in like seven or eight hour and everyone was gone. <laughs> so many people have asked us to do the 12-hour, another 12-hour live show. I can't even imagine doing that. I can't. That'd be I, crazy. Oh, man. What, you saying you don't have the stamina, Andy? No, no, I got the stamina. I just don't understand <laughs> why why we even did it in the first place. What was well, that for? Why don't for? we do it again? Why, why, why don't we do I, a uh, fundraiser for Haiti? <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I'm sure they still need money. Let's do it. Like, let's we, make Haiti a thing we, again. We can do a fundraiser around a 12-hour live show, but I don't think we did a fundraiser around our first 12-hour live one. I think it was just getting on, and, and the thing of it was is that it, it instantly we had six or seven episodes. It was like episodes like 111 to 117 or 116 were all this live podcast. It was yeah. a great way to great way to increase. It was 108 to 113. There were six parts. Um, I, yeah. I I seem to I remember, remember. I think it was Jamie's idea. It probably was, <laughs> and I remember I remember we ordered Jamie. pizza and we were fighting to see whose pizza guy we get there first. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I remember. Yeah, those were good. I have to listen to some of those again. <laughs> I, I want to listen to those now. 
That's what I remember. Is waiting for my pizza, and I remember I lost because your pizza got there first, and someone did artwork about it. Did we really? Oh, I gotta <laughs> see that. I need. I need to look to my email because I remember that. Because I remember I got no. Uh, there was a picture of me waiting for, and I had an empty pizza box from the artwork that came out of that <laughs> episode. Like because I lost and I didn't get pizza. Could it have been Kelly? Because she did some of our, our memorable artwork, uh, like a lot of the holidays. Let's see if I can find it through Let, the email. Let's continue here. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Next one is from Leah. It has to be when Micah read my tweet for Chamber of Secrets chapter by chapter. Jen said, the live show Leaky right after Deathly Alice Part 2. Listen to it right after I saw the movie myself. Ben, you want to read a couple? Oh, sure. Yeah, Mike Hunt says um definitely the episode 133 intro funniest moment in muggled cast ever what happened in that intro was that the f-word one it's probably it must have been that one. 133 was called lara is fired did we fire lara is that i don't even remember that Trinica, Trinica says uh, Jamie singing along to Cascadas every time we touch. <laughs> I, I remember we were at a we were at Lumos in 2006, and and uh, Jamie we had this big suite, and uh, Lumos is a Harry Potter conference. Um, it was in Vegas, and a lot of people on this show were there. And uh, anyways, Jamie was in his room. Um, with headphones in, jumping up and down on the bed, like screaming every time we touch, and the maid walked in on him. <laughs> and, and, it was, and then he was really embarrassed, but it was hilarious. We we have to dig him up. We have old pictures of Jamie jumping on the bed, and it was taken with a good camera, so he's just mid-air, his hair is flying everywhere. I still remember his face. He has like this really stern look on his face, iPod in his ears. Like, <laughs> Didn't we get a recording of it? I swear. Yeah, we I had a recording. Recorded yeah. It. yeah. Because it was at the end of one of the most <laughs> yeah yeah it's on a show it's on one of the episodes <laughs> uh yeah i mean lumos that was my first time flying oh wow and uh, yeah i was there i was there yeah you kept snapping pictures out the window I that's when i met you guys smack you yeah that was you crazy were, that's when you were the apple guy yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh and now you were an apple guy then and now you're an apple certified pro trainer <laughs> like evolution Next, you're a certified trainer. Yeah, I, I travel the state teaching. Next emails from Ashley. The live show in St. Louis in 2007 was her favorite. It was a magical time being surrounded by fellow Potter fans. I remember that show. It, yeah. was, at a li- it was at a library. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Ann said, "Can't believe it's come to an end. Chapter by chapter was the best thing ever." And there was some debate over that actually when we started doing chapter by chapter because. Uh, um, that one guy who talks a lot, um, he, <laughs> he he used to make chapter by chapter a lot longer than it needed to be. And we'd be like, we'd be through like the first page of, of one of the chapters and we'd be like 45 <laughs> minutes in. And we'd be like, Eric, this isn't character by character. Like, oh, I thought you were speaking hypothetically, Ben, with uh, like names omitted or redacted to. to uh, he tried the and end. then he couldn't resist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so speaking of which, the next tweet is Mohammed Salim says the beginning episodes with Eric's excessive talking. <laughs> See, the beginning episodes, yeah. okay? I'm reformed now. Enough said. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next email is from Nick. Eric, his favorite moment was Eric asking Laura if she got her pants back that he sent her, that he sent to her. 
episode hey, 97, I believe. That reminds me, Micah, you remember after London, or not London, Chicago 2012 Leaky Con, I told you that I had one of your shirts? Yeah. <laughs> Have you not sent it back? Well, no, you told me to throw it away. But I oh, have it because you kept saying you were going to come visit again. So, so I actually still have your shirt. <laughs> oh, um, he, he smells he it periodically. He, he sent your boxers a long time ago. <laughs> I am not even. I'm not even lying. I, I have your shirt. It's it's in my. It's, well, thanks. It's protected. So, Micah, that yeah. reminds me. Did you get uh, your thong back? That I sent? <laughs> Damn it! I wanted to do that without laughing. Uh, next, oh, but seriously, let me know if you got your thong back. Uh, next email is from Pablo. The entire one hundred, the entire one hundred sixty second episode. My personal favorite. The very best discussions you guys had. High praise, indeed. So thank you, everybody, for sending those in via Twitter, twitter.com slash MuggleCast. Uh, you know, even though we're ending the show, you'll still be able to stay updated on the latest Harry Potter news and future shows if when we do them down the line through those as long as well as the MuggleCast website. So you know, so just it, so it's... people know, episode 162 was a political discussion, mm. comparisons, comparisons between the politics of the real world. racism ethnic cleansing nazism evils corruption bias media education reform so that was a pretty serious episode i guess it was an episode that featured andrew micah matt and elisa and (laughs) look at all this context uh, wow we've never we've never had that much context on any other anything ever ever. (laughs) Uh, well that's because guys i i came up with actually i i this is an overdue can i tell a story real quick um and i promise i'll make it quick there was a uh, a project I had in mind. Uh, this was over a year ago when we were prepping for Ascendio, um, you know, the Harry Potter conference. And I wanted to figure out just how many episodes each of each of us, each of the hosts had been on for the entire history of, of MuggleCast. And I sourced it. Um, basically, I, I wrote out on Twitter, you know, for volunteers um, and I broke each of the episodes. By then, there were like 250 so I found 25 volunteers to go and look up who had been in each episode, as well as when it aired and, and what the title of the episode was and all this other stuff. So I collected this data. I literally just sourced all this data all of a sudden um, about it. And I have totals. I have episode totals for each of us, including tonight's uh, performance, if you should like to hear them. Okay. So who do you think has, has been on the most episodes, by the Andrew. way? Let's just... <laughs> I was going to say Micah. Well, those are the top two. Believe that or not. Andrew, uh, we feel like we should have like really exciting music, but out of the 269 episodes of MuggleCast, you have appeared on 255. Me, Andy? Andrew. Wow, that's less than 5%. <laughs> so that's like a, that's just slightly over five percent drop rate there. Well, Andy. it is an honor and a privilege to accept this award. I've always wanted a Muggle Casty, and this is my moment. Thank you. You've been on yeah. the most episodes. You are our fearless leader, Andrew. I we would like you. to thank Voldemort and Grindelwald and SpongeBob. <laughs> thank you. So that means you only missed fourteen episodes. It means you were only not on fourteen episodes. Odds are you edited the ones that you weren't even on. Sometimes, yes. Yes, that so, occasionally happen. So there's that. Second place comes Micah with, well, it's not really placing, but yes, Micah with 208 episodes. I'm in third. I got 181 MogoCasts in. Lara comes next with 132. Ben with 98. Jamie with 83. Matt Britton with 70. Kevin Steck 
with 54, Mikey Boucheroo with 33, Elisa with 12, Selena with 9, Nick Myers, everybody remembers Nick, Polite Nick, 8, and Richard Reed got 5 episodes. I was on 98. Oh, yeah, that shocks me. Yeah. 98 episodes. I, I, I was on like the first those first two years when we had a ton of episodes. I was on most of those. Yeah. And then yeah. and then I kind of petered out. Yeah, I don't know. I want to recount. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I have it broken down by uh, I'm kidding. 100 episodes. <laughs> I got the old list. He has a pivot. Yeah. It would take too much time to read. But uh, I thought that that would be uh, just an interesting thing to to look back on that is that is eric you should have him go back and source uh like how much audio of each episode was people <laughs> was you talking so it'd, it'd, be, it'd be hilarious because you're only on 208 episodes but you did like 85 percent of the total talking <laughs> i'm just kidding I'll be I, I love eric. the episode it's my solemn vow <laughs> yeah okay well, cool that was interesting and Andrew, by the way, the the April Fools was we said that we were changing the format of MuggleCast and we were branching out into oh. uh, discussing other Twilight based novels. Yeah, you were actually not on that episode. You were in Portland at the time visiting the set. Oh, it and all so added that's up. How we were a- able to uh, spin that joke. That's funny. That's funny. However, did you find that info, Micah? I found it um, by you going to MuggleCast.com and checking out the transcript. Well, and you guys also like actually prepared for an episode for the first time in like 100 episodes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I even no, I had a top 10 list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That blew me away. I'm just stunned after that. But I, I will say, guys, that then I'm talking it, of course. But it's important to note that the <laughs> MuggleCast website is not going away. Yeah, um, yeah. In case anybody thought that, the episodes are still going to be there for download. Uh, and our MuggleCast email address, nobody's planning on canceling that. Um, so it's just, we'll talk more about that later. Here is a birthday wish before we do the wrap up and, uh, also a surprise from Micah. Uh, this is from Harshita. Hey, MuggleCasters, thank you so much for being amazing. I know it's early, but I just wanted to ask whether you could wish me a happy birthday as my birthday is on the 9th of October and I'm turning 13. I would very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. So, happy birthday, Hershita. I'm, I'm hoping pronouncing that right. Hershita. Happy and, birthday. And Ben, happy birthday to you because I know you just celebrated a birthday. That's true. I did. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Micah, you just celebrated a birthday too, didn't you? Yeah, about a week ago. Ben and I, we were very close uh, birthday wise. Oh, I got excited for a <laughs> well, second. When is your birthday? The 17th. Okay, that that's the same day of my wait. My brother's birthday is the eighteenth. Well, depending because Mike is on the East Coast and you were in Central Time, right? Could be the same. Could be born the same moment. That's true. <laughs> so Very we'll never true. know. Do the math on that one. <laughs> yeah, put that okay. into a spreadsheet. I have to get more volunteers. By the way, I wanted to thank those volunteers uh, here. Um, go ahead. For who contributed to that project? I'll read it really quick. Kelsey, Kate, Charlie, Savannah. Janaki, Kellen, Matthew, Ambra, Tiffany, Stephanie, Amanda, Mauricio, Gina, Jonathan, Nabeth, Kellen, Kelly, Samantha, Kelsey, Kaylee, AJ, BK, Christy, Luke, Yvette, Kyle, Christina, Jessica, Tracy, and Thomas. And especially Tracy, because she did multiples. Um, but that was everybody who helped compile the, uh, the numbers. I might, I might have to take a minute here as well, um, because this is the final episode and, uh, we mentioned the transcripts earlier and I think that it's only appropriate to thank all of them. Uh, for having transcribed the show over the last eight years, 
Yes. Thank you. So, Thank you, transcribers. We really appreciate your help. When we started that, I don't know if we ever imagined it would turn into a full-fledged... I mean, every single episode has been transcribed, thanks to mm-hmm. uh, the transcribers. And I'm going to do them a favor right now and stop talking. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually, I wanted to say their names because I think that it's... Okay. It's a nice way to thank them. Tracy, obviously, Eric mentioned her already. Ariel, Elise, Eric, Lakshmi, Laura B, Laura S, Mariam, Olivia, Shana, Aldrin, Alexandra, Conrad, Desta, Delara, Ellie, Emily C, Emily M, Heather, Jean, Kristen, Christina, Leah, Marissa, Maritza, Nikki, PJ, Rachel P, Rachel R, Shannon, Shelby, Shaweb, I know I'm probably messing that one up. I apologize. Tara, Tim, Victoria, and that's it. So thank you, thank everybody, you. and to everybody else, including myself, who is transcribing. I'm just kidding. Thank you, Micah. That's <laughs> thank how I you, started. Micah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do our final messages now. It sounds so like dramatic. Jerry Springer, <laughs> and then we'll have Micah's little. Sur- surprise type it's thing. a good way to end the show i think right absolutely i would just like to say thank you to everybody over the past eight years i mean this this show has been a huge springboard for me in multiple ways me, i won't say me, them me me sorry I, I won't say them because otherwise it would be a plug so thank you everybody so much for the support i mean we could never have imagined it would have this show would have been as popular and as successful as it has been and it, it really taught me and the rest of the hosts so much about how to podcast and <laughs> even just basically socialize. <laughs> so it, it has been fantastic. And I know a lot of people are interested in seeing, you know, what we do next. So I, you know, I will all, also use this as a plug. I will continue to be churning away over at Hypeable and on my podcast hype over there. It's basically a expanded muggle cast with multiple fandoms. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. That's really all I can say. Yeah. Um just to echo that, I, I think really just the people that we've met throughout the years have been some of the, you know, nicest people. And the fact that they, you know, listen to us and then come say hi at, at a public event, either it's a, you know, a book event or you know, just somewhere out in the world at the cons and everything. It was lovely to meet you all to everybody who I haven't met. Um, I hope to meet you someday because I'll shake your hand and, uh, I'll say thank you for listening. Who's next? Oh man. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know really where to start. I mean, like I said earlier on in the show, I had no idea kind of what we were getting ourselves into here with all this and um yeah i'm just immensely grateful for everyone that's ever come out to a book signing or anything like that um yeah or or to the live shows or anybody who bought my book that was that had almost like everything predicted like harry <laughs> like like harry being a horcrux um i, I called it uh yeah no wonder it was a number uh, new york times bestseller yeah. So, um, but more importantly, yeah, just like, I guess, you know, the, the confidence that, you know, once you got into the flow of podcasting and 
interacting with people and everything, it really did provide a lot of confidence. And, and I think everybody has their insecurities and stuff. And so it's good to, to do something that you know that people enjoy and that you're getting um, positive feedback on as well as constructive criticism. That's equally important. And uh, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's been an invaluable experience and I hope that I can uh, continue to have that in other areas of my life, even though MuggleCast uh, won't be continuing. Um, in short, I love you all. Kevin? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I can add anything that hasn't been said already. Um, the The opportunities that we all were able to experience as a result of this have been fantastic. We met some amazing people um, and had, I mean, as it was said before, we gained a level of confidence that we never had before. So, um, yeah, I, I would like to thank everyone. And yeah, Mikey, uh, I wanted to thank all of you guys, too. Uh, I, I started out as a listener. I remember meeting you guys at Lumos and I remember when you guys got pulled from the iTunes store and, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, like, like I said, I, you know, I was a listener and then I came on the show and you guys were my friends it was awesome yeah um i want to you know thank all you guys and all the fans and you know seriously it's been all the memories like who would have gone on a tour talking about harry potter like that's really cool and just meeting people and talking to people across the country about things that we love um like i said earlier i was reading one of the emails that you know I really am sad about this. Like, I, you know, I haven't been on in a long time and Andrew's asked me and I've just been busy and stuff. And it's just, you guys have been like family to me over eight years and, and listeners have sent emails and stuff. It's just been awesome. So I want to thank everyone, you guys and listeners. And Mikey, I know there's nobody, there's no other group I'd rather talk to Harry about Harry Potter with. Like I See, was, <laughs> and, and I just wanted to add that I feel like it goes so much um, beyond Harry Potter because it's affected all, all of our lives in so many ways. Like like Mikey said, you met your wife at a Harry Potter conference. Um, I mean, it's become our lives in a lot of ways, uh, you know, and new, it's led, led to a lot of things. It's been a, a catalyst. Numerous people associated with the show and MuggleNet and all the Harry Potter sites have uh, met, have entered relationships with people that they would not have met if it weren't th- th- for MuggleCast, MuggleNet, uh, yeah. these other Harry Potter sites Complete as well. Complete opposite sides of the globe, too. Yeah. Uh, but actually, extra shout out to you, Mikey, because without you, I probably wouldn't have moved out to California at the time that I did, because you put a great plan in my head that I loved from the minute you gave it to me. So <laughs> I owe you a thank you for that. I'm there serious, too. Yeah. 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 Now I'm not even in California. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you misled me. Now I will Andrew, be back Andrew, for Christmas. Andrew, I will be Andrew, back for here. Christmas. We got to meet up again. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, come here. Come here. Come here. See ya. <laughs> oh, you made it. All right. I mean, I I just really echo a lot of what's already been said. I think that just the, uh, you know, all you guys, as, as Mikey said already, um, you know, the fact that we're all friends and we wouldn't know each other if not for this entire experience. And, you know, the listeners have been great. Um, you know, to me, it's, it's always kind of blown my mind that somebody can be walking down a street in, you know, Japan or France or South Africa and listening to what we have to say and, you know, 
feeling the the need to respond and just kind of create that dialogue. It's it's just it's amazing to me. And a lot of what we read here today definitely, um, you know, was meaningful. It was impactful to see um, that we've been able to, you know, just kind of be a a resource or or just kind of a refuge in a lot of cases for people to go and and just kind of escape, um, if only for a little bit. Absolutely. And, uh, and Micah, I saved you for last since you have the extra bonus MuggleCast feature. I don't know how to describe it without calling yeah. it what it is. <laughs> so let me, uh, let, well, let's just, let's just start this way. And it, it, it's good that the data is written the way that it is because otherwise I probably would screw it up uh, because it's not written by somebody in this country. <laughs> October 10th, 2008. Dear Mugglecasters, first of all, I must apologize very much indeed for the ridiculously long wait for a response to your wonderful letter. My excuse, such as it is, is that my post bag has swollen to almost unmanageable proportions since I finished the seventh Harry Potter book. This caught me off guard, and I have been struggling to catch up with my ever-expanding backlog for the best part of a year. I loved hearing from you directly at long last. What can I say to you in return except that you will never know how much I valued, no treasured, my articulate, opinionated, funny, loyal, perceptive, argumentative, and hugely entertaining fandom as exemplified by the Mugglecasters as personified by you all. Finishing the series was both wonderful and traumatic for me. I had lived with these characters and known them intimately for so long that I felt a sense of true bereavement when it hit me that I could not go and visit Hogwarts anymore. For 17 years, I lived in and loved Harry's world, and, much as some readers will doubt me when I say it, nobody felt the ending quite like I did. The one great positive for me was that Deathly Hallows is my favorite of the series. It is the book I wanted it to be from the outset, and while I knew I could not please everybody, I did please myself. I do hope, though, because I'm still an insecure writer, that I pleased people whose opinions I value, which most certainly includes you. With lots of love, J.K. Rowling. So Wait, that she actually wrote you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is five Us. years ago. You've been holding on to this letter five years ago? Yeah, so uh, what happened was Laura, Micah, and Kevin. Yep. Was there one other person involved with that? I don't know. You. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So uh, we wrote this letter to J.K. Rowling, and as she noted at the start of the letter, it took her a little while to reply, but she did. And uh, for some reason, we've never really read it on the show. And then it dawned on us a few weeks ago that if we weren't going to actually have J.K. Rowling on the show, why don't we actually read the letter since we've never read it? At least we don't think we have. So, um, no, I don't think it's we've ever read that. So that is a message from J.K. Rowling acknowledging the Muggle casters. Finally, victory (laughs) stars. It was very nice, right? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, think of the She's the wo- woman who wrote uh, the Cormoran Strike novel, and she's writing these. <laughs> now I'm starstruck. <laughs> those words uh, to us. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> well, uh, of course, we owe J.K. Rowling everything for for 
you know, everything in relation to this podcast and MuggleNet and uh, all of our friendships. So thank you, Joe, for sending us that letter. And uh, that, we'll let you slide. And Michael will follow you again on Twitter. So no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, you know, on, on the show, um, you noticed throughout the years that we do enjoy Harry Potter and we really put ourselves out there and and grew. And we've talked about that. Um, now that we are moving on, you can, you know, we are doing other things. We're still out there. We're still growing and, and still producing things. And so I wanted to take a moment and just go around the table and kind of share with our listeners one final time, one definitive time, where exactly they can find us from this moment forth uh, going forward. So Eric and Micah can be found on Game of Thrones three times a week. <laughs> Yes, it's a Game of Thrones podcast through winteriscoming.net. Um, and we enjoy that, don't we, Micah? Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I know we do Mike, it with Mike Selena, Re- yeah. with uh, Zach Louie, who is uh, a friend of ours. And, uh, you know, you guys all know Selena. She's been on this podcast, what was it, nine times, five times? Nine times. Nine times. There you go. Didn't quite break ten. And hmm. anything else for you two? Yeah, Micah, what do you uh, do? You want to share anything else? No, I mean uh, that's that's really as far as uh, being online, where you where you can find me. Uh, you can find Micah five days a week in Manhattan. Okay, that's right. That's so, right. Uh, also uh, at MJT BAUM on Twitter. I feel like everybody else does it, so why shouldn't I? Yeah, and it's true. It's true. You're on Twitter there. Um, I'm on Twitter at Spielerman. S <laughs> P I E L E R M A N. That's where you all can find me. And I'm trying to start uh, a blog, actually, on my personal website, which is crownskull.com. Whoa, breaking news? Is this breaking news? Uh, Yeah, I'm going into blogging, guys. (laughs) I'm going into blogging. I'm making Crown Skull Net, where I follow all the developments on Crown Skull. (laughs) Why don't you just add a category on Hoodie? Eric, I may be able to help you there. Thank you, Kevin. It's WordPress. Uh, okay, I would be, so I would be honored, Kevin. Uh, from me, I'm not going to repeat everything that I've already said, but well, yes, I am. Hypeable.com <laughs> and also <laughs> Hype Podcast. That's all I'm saying about that. You can follow me there. I hope you follow me over. We're doing some great stuff. Hypeable.com and Hype Podcast. Who else wants to plug anything? Okay, I have a, I have a new political website that I started. Um, it, it is called BlueTheNation.com. Um, it is about uh, democratic politics. Um, there's also a site that I am an owner of that is called Feminspire, which uh, a lot of our audience is female, and it's all about empowering women. And um, the slogan is where women make media. So um, you should visit that. And I also um, I have a new podcast that's going to be coming out within the next month. So you should follow me on at Ben Shane. That's B-E-N-S-C-H-O-E-N on Twitter. And look for updates on that. We, we'll put all of the all the links in the show notes, by the way. Anybody else? Ke- uh, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin needs help on his site, Tumblr. Please, somebody visit. <laughs> it's about to go out of business. <laughs> No, Kevin, uh, Mikey. Yeah, um, two things for me. Uh, people can follow me at my name is Mikey.com, my website, 
I post a lot of goofy stuff there. Um, I'll also be posting links to season two of a web series that I'm working on called Brothers Barbarian. You can actually visit brothersbarbarian.com. I spent a and I'm being yelled at that I have to go. <laughs> All right, bye, so, Mikey. It was bye, good guys. you. It's actually called mynameismikey.com. Mynameismikey.com. That's my website. Okay. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mikey Bushro. All right, bye, guys. See ya. Um, actually, bye. actually, I think the website is we're 10minuteslate.com. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> See ya. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> and uh, who, who, one other person. Or no, is that it? Kevin, That's did you have it. anything? Uh, Well, you can follow me on Twitter, Kevin Steck. And uh, same thing with Tumblr. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew Sims. I am Benjamin Shane. I am Kevin Steck. And we've lost everyone else. (laughs) Waiting for Eric. No, but Micah, you got to look in the order. I already wrote it down in the doc. I'm not looking at that. Uh, Well, (laughs) I guess you don't get to say goodbye. Next. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. (laughs) I'm Eric Skull. (laughs) <laughs> and Mikey was and last Mike, for the last Mikey was late. Mikey is <laughs> 10 minutes late. Yeah. Okay, then Goodbye. I get the end. And we'll see in the doghouse. And we'll see you next time for episode 270, whenever that may be. Goodbye. So long. Goodbye.
could there ever be again another one like this? The one that's brought us together and started its own music movement. And I will miss the train riding and the planks pulled by the twins. And though it's nowhere I have been, I'll keep on smiling from the times I had with them. Smiling.